0: Hello and welcome to a special Tokyo Game Show episode of the Famicast. Um, I am JC and with me as always is Mr. Danny Bivens. Hello there. Um, so, brief, uh, brief uh, note about Matt. Um, he is still busy with his game and we're not sure when he'll be back. So we're going to say Matt's on a kind of extended leave from the Famicast uh, at the moment. So uh, <laughs> we don't expect him for a while. Um, we hope you guys don't mind uh, just me and Danny uh, you know, nattering on about uh, Nintendo games in Japan. Hopefully you're entertained. <laughs> and if you but do
1: mind, well, please keep <laughs> listening.
0: <laughs> but at this point, we should mention that we actually do have a fourth member of the uh, Nintendo Japan, Nintendo World Report Japan team. Yes. new guy called uh, Minoru Yama- Yamaizumi. He's Japanese, so he's our first Japanese Japan correspondent. I know I, of, I often call me and Danny Japanese correspondents, but then I realized that we're not Japanese. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay, good. I'm nine, 95% sure. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Minoru, um, he went to TGS and uh, he, he wrote up loads of stuff on the show floor about uh, the games he saw. He's an excellent writer and really nice guy. I met him at TGS. He said he's not... Quite confident with his spoken English to be on the Famicast, he would like to, but I think he's just a little bit nervous about that. I mean, it is a it is a frightening thing, you know, being on a basically a radio show in in not in your native language, right? Right. So it's hard enough not to mess up when uh, you know you can actually speak English, right, Danny? What? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, people may know Minoru from the forums he recently joined and he had his letter read out on RFN 250 if anyone remembers that the the japanese guy asking about you know what games he should import you know from stuff uh, i think excitebots got mentioned yes
1: <laughs> well you know now actually it's available in japan
0: yeah. if you
1: can accumulate 1000
0: nintendo club nintendo points for the low low price of $5000 <laughs> <laughs> exactly Actually, it's funny you should say that. I was in Akiba the other day, and I did see it on the, sh- on the shelf for really? about 3,000 yen. Really? Japanese version? Japanese version. Wow. Because yeah, it's not called Excitebots. It's called, like, you know, Exciting Animated Massive Explosion yeah. DX, or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. Add, add
1: a couple Gs, and some of random numbers, and then you're fine. That's what the title is.
0: <laughs> but we digress. Yes. So, um, yeah, so welcome, big welcome to Minoru on the staff. And uh, to the Famicast crew, even though he's not on the Famicast right now. So we're gonna we're gonna get right into it. Obviously, the main topic is TGS 2011. I yes. mean, this is uh, this is why the Famicast was created. You know, for big events like this. You know, obviously, uh, the time differences between us and the R the main RFN crew is uh, you know difficult to say the least. So it was always en- we always ended up recording like a segment to kind of slot into rfn later and you know maybe about this time last year actually um, i got thinking you know, why don't we just do our own you know uh podcast from japan with, uh, with the japan crew which at the time was just me and matt <laughs> and then when danny when when you joined danny it, it kind of made sense you know okay we got to do this we've got three guys you know lots to talk about in japan so you know let's do it let's do our own uh, podcast and that's how the famicast was born so here we are, our first DGS podcast.
1: Woohoo! Woo!
0: So, let's get right into it. Um, so... This year was quite a bit different for me. Going to TGS because I'm I always hit the show floor first, and then do any appointments later. Um, but this year I did all my appointments first, and I ve- spent a very very little time on the on the and ga- the show floor itself. So I started off with um, going to Square Enix. They were in uh, one of the hotels just opposite the Messe, and they had all the 3DS uh, games on show. Um, so they had the Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Theatrhythm game. <laughs> God, I hate that name. Theatrhythm. Theatrhythm. Yeah. And Kingdom Hearts. Um, obviously two big games that people are excited to know about. And they had a couple of Vita games as well. And Final Fantasy 13 2 which is the stupidest name ever. Anyway, so the Theatrhythm game. I'm not really a Final Fantasy guy. I've never... Played a final fantasy game all the way through.
1: Oh my god. But
0: <laughs> get get out of
1: here. Why are you in Japan?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I obviously I know I know, you know, about the series and uh, it's got some great music and uh some great uh you know, it's famous for its animated cutscenes basically, right? And they've they've taken those
1: Say, not, not so much like the early ones. But, uh... Yeah,
0: obviously not the early ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> since seven, I guess. Right. So what they've done is they've taken like all the best music tracks and the um, those CGI cutscenes, and they've made like a rhythm game behind that. So like they had three three types of um, events, like three types of games. Uh, there was kind of like um, the battle where it's kind of like four lines coming towards the guys and you have got to hit uh, or or swish with with the um, the stick uh what right. do you call it stylus <laughs> the stylus thank you yes <laughs> you got to like flick it up up or flick it down or flick mm-hmm. it diagonal as it lands over your character so it's it's kind of um you know typical rhythm uh rhythm action kind of game you know like guitar hero the notes come down a thing you know this is like the notes come down to your guys and you hit it and they attack the monsters right and they're coming from left to right they might like- yes but the it's not really it's not really like a, a battle scene it's it's just a rhythm game and there's an there's an, a scene animated in the background that's a battle scene you're not really it's not i wouldn't really call it like you're fighting the monsters exactly yeah but um so when you when you build up like when you get so many in a row perfect then it, it turns gold you know very much like guitar hero i guess you know when you you get a succession of notes, and then you can do the star power or whatever. So it's kind of like that, and you, you hit the gold notes in a row accurately, and then it'll activate your summon, and then it'll, it'll just go crazy on the, the enemy, and it'll uh, you know most most likely destroy the enemy, mm-hmm. and the next one will come along. So if you're successful with hitting all the notes, you can defeat all the enemies within the song. So if the song's like four minutes and you do it perfectly, you'll kill all the monsters within the four minutes. I wasn't amazing at the game; I was all right. I got B rankings on pretty much everything, and so there was always one guy left at the end that I hadn't killed. So, but I was assured that if you're really good at it, you can kill every you can kill every enemy on the stage. So that's what I guess uh, the replay value comes in there. You know, you need to perfect it and you know kill everything on the stage. And the next one was kind of, um, it's more, more laid back. Uh, you just one guy and you're just kind of walking over the overworld. I think it was called overworld, this section. And um, uh, I chose a level from Final Fantasy 5 or 6. And uh, so this guy is just walking over this kind of countryside type setting. And the, the note bar is kind of curved up and down. And when you do holds, because sometimes you tap and hold, you have to move the stylus up and down and kind of keep it within the line because obviously the action's on the 3D screen and mm-hmm. you're pushing on the touch screen, right? Right. Which is uh, one of the kind of the differences between DS and 3DS, right? Like all the previous, you know, gameplay techniques don't really apply. They have to be kind of modified a bit. You know, you have to, like on Nintendo, you can't directly stroke the dog. You have to touch the silhouette of the dog, right? Right. So it's it's kind of like that, so it's like, you know, Elite Beat Agents, except you're not tapping on the things, you're tapping on something on the bottom screen to align with the top screen. So it's a little bit weird at first, but you soon get used to it. Right. So, and I'm not sure what happens when you get, like, loads of perfects in a row. Um, I don't remember anything happening on that. Maybe that's only the battle scene. Mm-hmm. And and the third version was the um, events, which are the, um, the pre-rendered cutscenes. This, I think I chose one from Final Fantasy IX, which I haven't played at all, and uh, this was very much like Elite Beat Agents. Um, uh, your f- the, the notes are going around in all kinds of directions, like circles and, and diagonals and everything, and you've just got to tap it, you know, as, it as it goes over the circles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was very slow-paced. I guess uh, that was an easy level. So uh, it was quite easy to do. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't it was very hard. It was very slow paced. The The scene was like, a, I don't know, it was just like a dream sequence or something like that. It, it felt very kind of, you know, laid back, that kind of thing. So every Final Fantasy game is in the game from 1 to 13. And with every game, there's, th- there's those three modes. So I don't know, what's 3 times 13? You know, that's a lot of levels and cuz i could play it in this um this private room away from the show floor i could hear all the music really well and the music was really good and uh, the remixes of the kind of the old songs were really good like they had like you know the occasional 8 bit tune kind of in the background on it and but it was kind of fully orchestrated like orchestrated <laughs> and it was uh yeah sounded really really good um and they, yeah they had scenes all the way up to 13 so um if you're a new final fantasy kind of guy or if you're a retro final fantasy guy you know you're covered but um the thing that uh, might put certain people off is that the the characters are always these kind of like um like chibi chibi versions of the characters they're not the actual uh, original characters from the game so whether you're playing you know the the what's her name from final fantasy 13 lightning lightning or if you're playing you know uh the girl from the from the uh, Final Fantasy 7 or whatever—it's they always look like little puppets, basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Some people might not like that, but you know, I th- it's nice to have that um, art uh, direction across the whole game. It looks good, mm-hmm. and I think it suits it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you know, like I said, not a Final Fantasy game, a Final Fantasy guy, but this does intrigue me, um, and. As you know, I'm always shitting on how the three DS always seems to have games that could easily be downloadable games and this is definitely not one of those. It's definitely worthy of being on a cartridge. You know, it has a lot of stuff in. A lot of music, a lot of cutscenes, you know, everything, you know. It's a lot of stuff in there. Then after that, I went on to Kingdom Hearts, uh, Double Drop Distance Deceived Defaults Flying, whatever it is called, <laughs> the, the, the 3Ds, very clever. Um, so, continuing the uh, <laughs> the theme of, I'm not really into this game, <laughs> I'm not really a Kingdom Hearts guy either, <laughs> this is where Danny like drops the mic and walks off. <laughs> Are you into them, Danny?
1: Um actually I haven't really completed any of them. I played the first one for a little bit, but I never it's just something I never really got into. Just I don't know, just for whatever okay. reason. I always thought that was a it was a really cool idea, you know, just kinda like the Squaresoft mixing in Disney characters. That was just right. so awesome, but like I said, I just never really got into it.
0: Well, I'm not a Disney I'm not really a fan of Disney at <laughs> all. Well, know.
1: I'm not like an Uber fan or anything but I just thought it was just an interesting pair.
0: Right. I guess uh Pe- this is Pedro Hernandez's game, right? <laughs> he if he's listening
1: right now he's thinking, "Oh my god, you idiots just <laughs> shut up
0: and let me talk." <laughs> right. Um so it's an action RPG which is, you know, that's a good thing in my book. I prefer that to um, you know, uh turn-based games. Um so this guy this like young guy called Sora he's uh i guess magic <laughs> I don't know he's got these uh, little furry friends following him around like this big fat uh I don't know what it is hippo or panda I think it's a panda and then this and then this little I don't know dog pig thing they're f- always following him around and they can do spells for him or they can uh kind of tag team together I've forgotten what they called it, but it's kind of like basically a you know a team button on the touch screen. You touch that, and the the guy will you know combine with your character, and they'll do some kind of devastating move, like spin around and kill everything or something like that. Um, the the weird thing, I mean, touching the screen it wasn't too bad, but the the other kind of magic attacks or special attacks, you had to select them using the D pad because you're moving with the, the slide pad, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So like if you wanted to go to the ice um, spell, you had to kind of take your finger off the slide pad and move th- with the D-pad, <laughs> which was a bit weird. I mean, I didn't get that specific. I wasn't like, oh, I should be using the ice spell now. I was just like mashing the X button to do <laughs> every spell. And, and when you when you finish, uh, when you, all of your, your power goes from that spell, it'll just move on to the next spell. So you're never really kind of without a power. And then th- that power will charge up over time, like, you know, in a minute or you can use it again. So you're just kind of like, you're just blowing down through this list of spells, you know, destroying everything. And then give it a few seconds and then you've, they're all charged up again. You can use them all again. So you, it felt very overpowered, I guess. Well, I guess that's for the demo, right? I guess you would, you would have to earn those spells or whatever in the, in the full game just to make it easy for, uh, you know, people playing it. So, yeah, so it was a short stage and uh, and a boss which uh killed me the first time because I didn't know how to heal, and then I worked out how to heal and it was, <laughs> it, was it was very very easy oh God, you're so pathetic James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah it was it was a fun demo, and it was I liked how it was kind of like a bit of parkour mixed in with it like um if you. Uh, after the move, if you kind of like hit into a wall, he wouldn't just like hit into it and slide down. He would like, you know, he would put his foot on the wall and bounce off and <laughs> go in the other direction. And if you hit a lamppost or a fence or something else or like whatever, house, whatever's in the way, he'll just spin around it or bounce off it. So, And the the rep there said that was the, you know, the big thing they were trying to, to do in this version was to like make it flow uh, more easy like feel like you know you're going from one move to the next move and you can just do it without stopping
1: interesting you know that kind kind of sounds like well with the the game the last story on the wii with some of the movements that you do like when you're running around if you just press like the b button you can like hurdle over your teammates like short walls and stuff like that kind of like always keeping you moving so i I always i thought that was really cool with that game so that sounds like kind of an interesting addition to kingdom hearts just to maybe it's kind of a more stylized way of keeping the characters always moving and
0: mm-hmm.
1: stuff like that.
0: It was um it was fully voice acted in it was in Japanese. So um I guess this is going to have to be localized completely. So that would add, you know, 6 7 months onto the release date for uh, outside of Japan, right? Right. Something like that. So yeah. <clears throat> um uh, I had a quick go of a Vita game while I was there. Some all i can describe it as is pikmin in hell
1: oh god i think i know what you're talking about
0: um i've forgotten the name already this guy was desperate for me to play it i was like i'm just here to see nintendo games he's like no no no, just have a go and (laughs) because it's a vita i never used a vita before so i thought yeah i'll give it a go um just to see what the the system feels like and everything and um the game wasn't that good but (laughs) it was pikmin and he kept on denying it. It was like, well, I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is Pikmin. It's like you've got three sets of guys, you know, following you around, and <laughs> you you throw them at the enemies to kill them. It's like, um, this is Pikmin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: By the way, I found the name of the game. It's Army Corps of Hell. Yes, that's the <laughs> one.
0: Yes, Army Corps of Hell. And I wasn't very impressed with the graphics on that. And uh, maybe it was maybe it was early, but it looks it looked like a PS2 game to me. But yeah. Anyway, how how dare how dare you, sir? (laughs) But the system itself is nice, and oh man, when I touched the screen and how responsive it was—you know, like the touch screen, the the whole Vita screen is a touch screen—and it just made me really worried for the Wii U, how it's not—it's a resistive screen, not a capacitive screen.
1: Well, I mean. I think even though uh, our end guys have talked about this too, it's, yeah. it's possible Nintendo could just completely redesign it. And I really honest, do. Uh, Yeah, honestly, I think they need to because man, they're <laughs> using technology it's like ten years old and trying to. I mean, you know, it's not like it'd be bad or anything, but it's like, man, come
0: on. Yeah, not 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 to go off on too much too much of a tangent here, but um, I was showing a, a friend of mine. He's a big PlayStation guy. He doesn't have a 3DS. He's not really a Nintendo guy at all, but he really likes Biohazard. Uh-huh. Resident Evil, so I showed him Mercenaries, and mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh yeah, to touch to change weapons, you can uh, use the D pad or you can touch the weapon on the touch screen." And he just he just put his thumb on it, uh-huh. like gently, like he would to to his iPhone, and it mm-hmm. didn't work. And I was like, "Well, you kind of got to like push it or using a nail," and and it 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 was just like when he did that, I, I instantly thought, "Yeah, it is old technology." Like by now, everybody knows this, you know. The iPhone kind of technology is just so common knowledge now. I mean, the Wii U is just going to look so outdated. I yeah. mean, even when it upon its release it's outdated. So in you know a few years time, it's going to look like you know nineteen nineties technology. It's yeah. just awful.
1: Exactly.
0: And uh, there was also a show on TV, a Japanese TV the other day. Like um, they they, they love doing anti-China pieces on the news. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. You know, like. Chinese fakes, ah. and uh, they had the high phone. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. You see the high phone. I've, I've seen
1: I've seen something called the Sci-Phone.
0: Before, the Sci-Phone. which so this, is
1: probably about the same thing.
0: So the high phone five, and th- this this Japanese news reporter was touching the screen, and he was saying, "Oh look, when I put my thumb on to swipe across the screen, it doesn't do anything." And the reason was because it was a stylus controlled phone. Uh, so th- huh. they they were looking upon it as like a fake and just like a broken piece of technology like you can't smoothly you know switch from screen to screen and so the Wii U is basically a Chinese knockoff in in the eyes of most people now Uh, anyway that's the tangent over it with So um, that was Square Enix, and then I um, moved on to uh, Cave Story. Um, now, N- NIS America, the, um, the guys who were bringing over Cave Story, they didn't have a, a booth at TGS at all, but um, I set up a meeting with them, and they were kind enough to uh, show me the full finished game um, on a 3DS uh just in, in a hotel. <laughs> it was it was a bit a bit random. There was no it wasn't very um, you know, official looking. <laughs> just like, yeah, here's a three DS with the finished version of Cave Story. Just have a go, see what you think. <laughs> just in the hotel lobby. <laughs> but it is it, it was nice. So my experience is only through, through the WiiWare demo, um and uh there were actually a few levels I saw which were from which I recognized from the demo. So I could, you know, directly compare uh, how good it looks in 3D in both definitions of 3D. You know, 3D polygons and stereoscopic 3D. So, yeah, it does look really good. Um, and um, The classic mode kind of turns all the sprites, like the character sprites and the enemy sprites, into flat, kind of Paper Mario style, um, uh, uh, just, you know, literally just 2D sprites. Mm-hmm. So when you turn, you know, you can see they 2D. So, but I, I thought when they said classic mode, I thought it was, you know, the original version oh, okay. or something like that in 3d or something but it's not it's just it's the the new Cave Story just with the 2d sprites which I don't know it's kind of a silly addition you know like uh, I don't know maybe some people want to play with the original sprites or something uh, Cave Story has always been about having the new version but always having the option to go back to the old version like you know the Wii way one you could change the music and the graphics or whatever back and forth between the new and the old right so I guess they got to have that throwback um, and I did ask about why this it wasn't a downloadable game and and they it was the size of the game is it's over a gig in size which and I said I asked them is it because of the is there a limit on the download store the eShop and they said no there isn't there isn't any limit but um, you know who would want to use up half of their sd card <laughs> for one game <laughs> so that is a problem isn't it i mean it's right you know they've removed the limits but now there's a there's a physical limit sure. in, in the sd card you know because most people are not going to upgrade it you know they're just going to keep the two gig in there right so that was that um but yeah it looks good cool if you've never played cave story before like me then yeah it could be worth picking up yeah, I haven't
1: pl- I haven't played it, and looking at some of the screenshots, yeah. I wish I could have seen it in three D. But it still looks like really cool. Yeah, and I've always heard great things about it, so it should be fun.
0: Yeah, I guess this is like the fourth kind of remake of it. Because <laughs> 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 the the PC one, and then the Wii, Wii U uh, one, the DSi one. Then, okay, yeah,
1: yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: and now this one. So yeah, um, and then after that, I w- I hit the. Uh, um the, the the show floor and I, that's when i met up with uh minoru the new uh, japan correspondent and uh exchanged me's <laughs> things <laughs> like that <laughs> that was cool and on the on the show floor i didn't have much time actually because um it closes at five which is which is quite early i think <laughs> um so i only had like you know like Less than a couple of hours to see everything on the show floor, uh, so Actually. I was just kind of running we were just running around and I saying, Okay, have you played this he's like, yeah, i played this okay i'll let's let's skip that let's play something else you know um so the first thing we we came upon was uh shinobi I think it's just called shinobi i don't know if it's called shinobi three d I think it's just called shinobi the three d s um remake or reimagining mm-hmm. and it's very very cool um the the graphics are very bright it's like um very contrasting colors like you know you just got like a bright yellow background and in black characters it's almost kind of reminding me of those donkey kong country stages you know with the silhouettes it's it's not quite not quite that it's not like a silhouette but just just those kind of just two big plain colors right in front of you just like um there's no like shading or like detail or lots of other colors on the screen. It's very bright. It, I, I mentioned in my write-up that it kind of reminded me of Killer7. And I don't mean that in a bad way, <laughs> you know, after the RFN, uh, you know, dump thon that they did for that game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it looks really, in- really interesting and uh, it was really hard. I mean, most demos you play, are, you know, they're made easier, aren't they? Just so you can... You know, breeze through the level and think that you're really good at the game and then think, oh, yeah, this game's awesome. I'll buy it. <laughs> but this game was like, you know, I started the level. I'm instantly being attacked and like <laughs> killed from every direction. And so I think it's going to live up to the uh, Shinobi name of being hard as nails. How, how far did you make it into the demo? Um, I like think what, we can, what were you doing, I guess? Um, you're just kind of making your way through it, like a, a village under attack. It's kind of on fire and stuff like a typical Japanese village and just kind of slicing up ninjas and shooting ninja stars at people and occasionally using your grapple hook, grappling hook to kind of swing over (coughs) obstacles and stuff Uh, I didn't finish the level Um, Minoru also played it, I don't know if he got further than me but um, yeah, we both uh, liked it and uh, then we played just a few other throwaway things like Puyo Puyo which is Puyo Puyo that's the end of that sentence <laughs> um, and so yeah, all the cool uh uh the like the revelations booth, which is outstanding. I thought it was amazing. Oh, to yeah. see that, and the monster hunter booth, which is which is always amazing, but it's just so cool to see what they come up with every year, <laughs> you know how how they can make it different, how cool they can make it, so um yeah, that was awesome and the last game uh the the, uh, the big game that we played was rhythm thief um which has different titles in Japan and the west uh, so i'll just call it rhythm thief um yeah this is really good um this i mean continuing my uh uh rhythm action uh, th- uh t- tangent here <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I s- seem to play a lot of um, games that looked and felt like a lot like Elite Beat Agents, which is a very good thing. Um, yeah, Theatre Rhythm had a lot of elements to that, and this one even more so. Um, there, was, there, was a, there was a few kind of levels, and I think there were five or six levels, and each one was there like a different way to play. So one of them was like an escape sequence, and you were kind of running across a rooftop, and you had to press A or B um, uh, over these icons, A or B icons. And when you pressed it, you jumped over a guy, or you slid under a helicopter, <laughs> which was attacking you. So that was exactly like um, Bitter Runner. So you're just kind of like, you know, f- listening to the music and following the rhythm and, um, you know, avoiding obstacles and enemies. And that was really, really cool. really liked that. Um, it was very easy. Um, it was just kind of like, you know, four or five sections of a rooftop, which were very, very similar to each other. But you really get into the music and it's kind of like you can almost do it without looking after a while. he's um, kind of goes, hey, 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 and you can't hit me or something like that. So <laughs> you, you kind of repeat that pattern. So it's a bit like rhythm Tengoku in a way as well. Um, and the other stage was very, very similar to Leap Beat Agents because they actually took the exact same uh, circles from that game. <laughs> so the the, con- the concentric circle. So when he goes over, you have to hit... Uh, a or the D-pad and that was a boss battle so you're kind of hitting guys from the left and the right and uh, that was very cool and it got faster and faster and uh, much uh, harder so I can see th- th- this game could be very very cool I have high hopes for this game um, if it can combine all of these types of games music games in one and, and, and then have some kind of, you know, story or, you know, some kind of amusing story to go along with it. I think it could be very, very cool. So, one to look out for. <laughs> I've talked a lot. <laughs> Danny. Let's move over to you. What have you been playing, Sure. TGS? Actually,
1: I mean, I, I did actually play a lot of the same stuff that you did, too. You I know, mean, I played Rhythm Thief. I played Seattle, Final Fantasy, uh, Rhythm, however you want to say it, um, and Shinobi, which were all a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things, actually, I got to play, well, and also, too, just to note, so James and Minoru, they went to TGS on the business days, yes. on the 15th and 16th unfortunately i was not able to go out on those days so i got the fun chance to go and brave the public days and uh, <laughs> the lines and how did all that work out all Dan? that stuff man it was it was busy actually mm. i saw like some stat like i think on saturday there was something like 86000 plus Jesus. people that came to the show and it was absolute insanity
0: <laughs> as you would
1: expect with 86000 people coming <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Yeah, it was it was pretty ridiculous.
0: And it was a little bit smaller this year. TGS. I didn't right. notice that. It was like one less hall, so that's like more people yeah. in less space.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know, the last time I went to TGS was back in two thousand and seven, and man, okay. it's really gotten a lot smaller than what it was back. Well,
0: I, to be fair, only this year is smaller. Like last okay. year was huge. Oh, okay. Well, it was huge. There were no games for us to play, but it was huge. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, one of the first games that I think is pretty noteworthy that I got to play, I, I did get to play Resident Evil Revelations, Biohazard Revelations if you will, nice. over here in Japan. And Like James said, the setup for just where you got to play this was absolutely amazing. You know, with this old rusty looking ship with blood on the walls and the windows and stuff. It was just really really cool. And As soon as you get inside, it's completely pitch black and there's like the the Capcom attendants, you know, they have like these little flashlights and like, oh yeah, come on, right through this way, and you know, they lead you right into the uh, the demo area. Thankfully, when I played it, there was the it was like early on one of the days, and so I got to just get right in and go play, which is great. And you know, they had a really good like some really good headphones there too, so you could listen nice. to everything that's going on, which is great for a Resident Evil kind of game because you know with all the crazy stuff coming on, sometimes like musical cues when an enemy enters the room. that's right that's that's needed well the music
0: changes doesn't it like yeah it becomes more tense when exactly exactly
1: so you know playing the game it's you know there's been a few i think maybe one demo out i don't remember if the e3 demo was different than the one that maybe james and i would have played back at nintendo world earlier in the year um but this demo is completely different you're i believe you're jill and you just wake up you're on some bed in a mansion, and she's like, "Wait, how did I get here?" And then so you just get up and you're just kind of walking around, exploring um, stuff like that. They do have a couple of puzzles with the touchscreen. They're not really hard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like for example, you have to like unscrew like this mechanical lock thing with just by touching the little screws on the on the on the uh, touchscreen, mm-hmm. and then you have to like basically match up some quote, wires, so you could basically hotwire the thing and open it up like open up the I door. See. But, it, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. It, it's, it's it's not, like, annoying. It's, it's not, like, so difficult where you're like, man, this is ridiculous. I hate this. You know, it's just like, hey, this is kind of...
0: Did you have to take the stylus out to do that?
1: Yes. Mm. I mean, I suppose you could have just done it with your finger. Your fingernail. Or <laughs> a hammer and a nail. Or whatever. <laughs>
0: Well, I guess is it was it like um, an area away from enemies? You were doing this while oh, yeah. being attacked, or anything? no, no, no,
1: there were no enemies around at that oh, time. Thank
0: God, that's not too bad then.
1: But yeah, I'm, you know, I know James. You know, like I said, mm. you've played the the what? demo. You know, from the
0: yeah. Well, Nintendo I think most people, have. well, anyone who owns um, oh yeah, this is right, mercenaries yeah. right, is, has played that demo now. There it is.
1: Yeah, the oh, uh, the
0: that. the one minute thirty second demo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, hey, you know, I got so good at that. Like in the uh, however many a lot of however much a lot amount of lot of a lot of time that we had uh, during that one show i think i finished it like four times yes <laughs> and yes just, cause,
0: you know like, me you know too what you, yeah you
1: just run through.
0: i remember because this, this the second and third time i went through i was actually just trying to find out uh, more control methods and that's when i found out that you could hold down l to mm-hmm. move forward mm-hmm. and you know that hadn't been actually announced to the world at that point so mm-hmm. that was cool and they did use that in in uh, mercenaries as well didn't they right right Which is cool. And I guess that's still in there, right? Yes.
1: Yes, it is. And it's, you know, this game still controls really well. And, yeah. I mean, this demo is really kind of creepy. Because you don't know what to expect. You're just kind of walking around this creepy mansion. And uh, there's this one point where you go into, like, this dining hall. Mm-hmm. And it's completely lit up, but there's like this really weird fog. It's like at about right. waist okay. level.
0: Yeah, I think I've seen that, but yeah. That, the, 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 um, the concept art looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And when you see the, the actual real image in the game, it looks pretty much the same. It's amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and the thing about this demo too, they're kind of sparse on giving you ammunition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ran out of ammunition, I think, at one point. So I was just going around trying to knife <laughs> the enemies. <laughs> But thank God, it's not like in Resident Evil 4 where you're trying to knife and you're just standing there and you can't like really move. With, with
0: mm-hmm.
1: this, you can actually kind of like move and just kind of like stab. Oh right, you know, doing the L and R thing. Yeah, so that's that's mm-hmm. awesome.
0: <laughs> Sweet.
1: But they also have some kind of like a new item. Oh my God! It's oh, like, the a, a scanner. Scan- yeah, the scanner. It's pretty cool.
0: That looks cool. Yeah. Once you
1: get it, I mean, it, it, it works just like a gun, and Jill's mm-hmm. holding it just like a gun too. And but it show, as soon as you hit, you know the. Uh, basically as soon as you start aiming, then it just you know, it shows a scanner and you can just find random crap laid around like the ammunition cool. or very
0: stuff like very Metroid Prime. <laughs>
1: Actually, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Is it is that activated on the touch screen? Or is that like is it always assigned to like X or something? I can't you remember.
1: Can, basically you can cycle through your weapons with the touchscreen or, mm-hmm. you know, with the D pad. It's very similar to the mercenaries. Okay. So it's
0: a it's basically a weapon that you're yeah, equipping. exactly okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, um, so
1: I, I, that was a really, really good demo, and I was really pleased with that. And I'm nice. really looking forward to seeing, you know, how the final product's going to be.
0: Well, I don't know if this is heresy to say this, but I'm looking forward to that more than any other game on the on the 3ds, <laughs> including Super <laughs> Earth, 3D, Mario 3D Land, 3D.
1: Yeah, actually, I think I am too. This is just amazing. It kind of, yeah. I'm kind of excited about this, kind of like how I was before Resident Evil Four came out. Where yeah. The, You've seen it, and especially after playing the demo for that, I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. It's kind of the same way with this. This is really good, really something to look forward to for 3DS Yeah.
0: Games. Do you think the excitement is because it's um, a mainline uh, series game that's exclusive to a Nintendo system? It's kind of like, it's reminding us of Resident Evil 4, you know, the good old days, you know, the Capcom 5 and everything, <laughs> you know, where, where we actually get good games exclusive to Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: th- I think that might have a part to yeah. play in it. And it's, you know, it's good to kind of see basically a main staple game yeah. appearing on Nintendo platform. It's awesome.
0: I think Minoru said in his uh, in his uh, write-up of it that, um, like, why is this not called Biohazard 6?
1: <laughs> yeah, it is kind of
0: odd. Like, it is. It's a, fu- Based, it's a full-blown yeah. mainline game, you know, yeah. but because it's on a portable, they don't dare, you know, call it, <laughs> give it a sequel.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: exactly. Dragon Quest did it, right? Dragon Quest yeah. Nine, you know, that was a sequel on a handheld. So you know I guess uh there are too many fans who prefer the H D experience to you know they don't call that a real game if it's on a yeah. handheld.
1: I mean honestly, I think it would be pretty cool if it was on, you know, uh a home console in H D, you know, that'd be pretty cool. But I mean, man, for what this is, this is pretty freaking great.
0: You never know, we might get a Wii U remake a few years from now. <laughs> we might <laughs> With the same touch screen puzzles that you have to use your <laughs> fingernail.
1: <laughs> yes, yes exactly. So an- another game I got to play too was Middle Gear Solid Snake Eater 3D and mm. It was a bit of a mixed bag, to be perfectly honest.
0: My my interest in this game went sky high to like rock bottom. It's really? Like yeah, like for things that I heard about it, uh-huh. like I I think it was is it? I think James Jones talked about this at E3, like how just the controls were a mess. Is like, I mean, the the controls for the original Metal Gear Three were horrible. Like you had to press you know six buttons at once to to throw a guy or something like that, right? <laughs> And then they they then they improved it for the the re, the re, what do you call it the uh, the remade uh, sustenance, sustenance substance
1: substance whoever whatever yeah. food but but now we're missing
0: it. we're missing buttons and we're missing a, a analog analog stick um, they've kind of had to go back to the kind of complicated system in a way
1: right and actually one kind of cool thing about this too whenever I because you know I, like I said, I went on a public day and I played most of my games on the seventeenth on the Saturday mm-hmm. and I went up to the line two hours long. I was like, okay, I'm going to see what I can do about this. So, you know, I went and talked to the Konami uh, information booth, their staff. and I was like, hey, look, I'm with the media. Um, what can we do about this? And Do you know like, who I am? <laughs> like, you are the most important person in here. <laughs> no, not even.
0: And then after they'd removed you from the premises, <laughs> um, you, and, and snuck, you snuck in. S- yeah,
1: after they stomped my stomach a couple of times to I get out. <laughs> that came back, no, but um you know, so actually they were really kind and they gave me like a kind special Konami press badge to like wear on my shirt and then they took me to the line and I got to play
0: skipped the two hour line and, you know, did probably... you have your middle finger raised the entire time you were playing the game like Dude, towards the towards the line of people?
1: honestly, I didn't even look <laughs> towards the other people because they were probably glaring at me and just you know what I mean it was just oh my god.
0: Well, if you, if you find a shuriken in your post tomorrow, you know, that's why... <laughs> <yeah. laughs>
1: Track me down. Yeah.
0: with Written in blood, like, you know, you know what you did or something like that on
1: yeah. it. God, well, we'll see. We well, can if, only hope. Well, if they are Metal Gear fans, they're probably going to stealth my ass or something, <laughs> yeah. you
0: know? So, Metal Gear Solid 3D, how was it, Danny? Anyways,
1: um, I think it's probably still about the same as James Jones said. The controls are an absolute mess. Hmm. The camera, they kind of try to emulate a dual analog camera system onto the face buttons Hmm. which is awful i
0: can't it's funny though because i'm never worried about the camera in a metal gear solid game the camera is always just automatic and it just it handles itself fine why do you need to be able to move it all the time
1: well as far as i'm as far as i could tell i don't think it was like that with this it's like i don't know. I didn't notice that the camera was really doing anything automatically. It was, okay. you know, obviously it started out kind of behind him.
0: Because I, th- really... I think in the first one you you couldn't move the camera, but then in the sustenance version you could. So you know, it's not like it's the game was unplayable without dual analogs or like. Uh,
1: you know, one one thing I did I did kind of find out about this game at the very end of the demo when mm-hmm. I was playing is that I believe you can actually hit. My God, one of the shoulder buttons to basically center the camera into behind you. Okay. Which is something that I wish I would have figured out earlier in the demo because like I said, man, I made so many mistakes just based on shitty camera <laughs> placements and I was just like, so, What?
0: Yeah. Danny, wait a minute. So if the face button's a camera and L button is also camera, like how do you shoot? How do you do anything? <laughs> is it just ah?
1: If you hold down the L button, that basically puts you into the aiming mode, and you can shoot by pressing R. You can change weapons and access your inventory and stuff by the touchscreen. Okay. Basically, if, if you're going to be doing any kind of actions, or at least the actions from the demo, mm-hmm. like shooting or strangling somebody or, you know, whatever, it's mm-hmm. primarily you're just using, like, the R button. Okay. Also, oh yeah, to, like, and you press down on the control pad, and if you press it again, then snakes... Slithering around like a snake Yikes. on the ground.
0: Yeah, using the, D- the D-pad and slide pads at the same time. It's yeah, not weird. good.
1: Yeah, one one really interesting thing that the Konami rep told me about is that. Well, I'll back out a little bit too. One of the main staples of this game is basically camouflage. You can basically change the camouflage that the snakes wearing to match. The area where he's at. Hmm. So, I mean, if you're in a jungle, you obviously you don't want to go running around in snow camo because you know you're gonna you're gonna be spotted. But with the 3ds version, you can actually by using the 3ds camera, you can take a picture of something, and from whatever you take a picture of, you can actually map that onto Snake's clothes and use that. I don't know how practical <laughs> that's gonna be.
0: Like, you, you what, know what people are gonna do? With I that. know
1: exactly what people are going to do. with <laughs> Let's say let's. <laughs> I'll go with the example that we used at at the show floor. Um,
0: it brings up some... brings a whole new meaning to the to his name, Solid Snake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, getting getting our minds of, out of the gutter here. They had some kind of like a pencil case or something like that sitting on the table. It was like white with green and pink polka dots. So I took a picture of that, and then we could map that on the snake's like outfit so <laughs> you just you know look like a complete douchebag just you know just with this outfit
0: why Why did you bring your pencil case to tgs
1: i don't know so i just couldn't stop myself so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: so i mean that's an interesting idea like i said mm, i don't know how cool. practical that's going to be but i mean obviously you really can't do that with any like a home console version unless you're using like the playstation i or well you
0: know. the question i'd have about that is that can the game recognize the color, like the darkness or the suitability of the color? Like if you did take a picture of, you know, your cat's backside <laughs> and, the, and, it, and it had brown fur, would, <laughs> would that blend in with brown things in the game or would, can the game recognize, you know, the colors?
1: I'm not sure. Uh, what I've read about, about the camouflage system is that it's based on like percentages and some kind of crazy stuff, at least with the original PlayStation 2 version. Yeah. And, um,
0: I if, don't know. It might just be for show. It might be just like, "Hey, you know, I'm walking around with my cat's backside on my face." You know, that's. That, I think that's basically what it is.
1: That's more what it seems like to me. Yeah. See. But like I said, the game visually, I mean, it looks okay. It seems like it looks a hell of a lot better when you're playing it than as opposed to if there's like some kind of in-game cutscene, or even watching some of the, like the trailers that I've seen on my 3ds from a Japan e-shop. Hmm. Um, it, it just looks really choppy, like the videos and stuff. It just looks really choppy and awful but when you are actually mm. playing it's not so choppy and uh, i don't know it's really so, weird
0: so the gameplay is smooth but this, the the cutscenes are a bit choppy
1: yeah exactly hmm. exactly interesting so that's odd
0: maybe there's some kind of filter like glossy filter that they put on to the cutscene and that's kind of like what's slowing slowing it down maybe something like that
1: maybe they need to take it off if they did. Yeah
0: so um the biggest game um, the biggest story out of t g s or before t g s was the slide pad attachment right
1: yes that 's right so um,
0: um when when I got there, um, I could only see it in a glass case. Uh, I took a few pictures which are on the site um, the but apparently there was a you know a couple of uh, lovely ladies walking around with the actual thing attached to a well not a game but um just a three d s with the attachment on right and you took a picture of that lovely lady. Oh, yes. And, and I got a phone number. And you got a phone <laughs> number. No,
1: no, I didn't. But if I did, that would be awesome. But I didn't.
0: So how did it feel then? Because I, I haven't touched it. I've only seen it. So um, Yeah, what do you so
1: think? actually I got to play this or play this. I got to hold this yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I got, you know. Honestly, I kind of have mixed feelings about it. it I, I like the size of it. I think that it's going to make it feel more comfortable if you're playing a game for an extended period of time. I mean, I'm just thinking about when I'm, if I'm playing Ocarina of Time or if I'm playing Star Fox or something like that on my 3DS. It's it's a little cramped to be to be honest mm. with the way the things are set up right now. But with this additional add-on, I, I think it's going to make things feel a lot more comfortable for a long-term play.
0: In maybe. terms, of, mm. go ahead. Maybe it's something that you would play at home, right? Maybe, yes. Maybe not something you would take out and about with you. Exactly.
1: I then it kind of like reduces the portability factor yeah. i guess of well you could
0: but yeah i definitely do feel i do get cramps in my my thumb when i'm playing these you know 3ds games for a long time sure and yeah i I never had that with the original ds and i don't know why it is 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 it just like is the system more like the way the buttons are and the slide pad or something i don't know like maybe we're using the slide pad in coordination with like l and r that is a really that's a lethal combination that oh, really yeah. really goes for your thumbs that one yeah it does yeah so but yeah this slide by attachment I it does look horrible but <laughs> if yeah. um if you can you know uh, play games for longer periods of time without you know getting arthritis then you know that's a good thing
1: exactly and one other thing about it too you guys might have noticed from the pictures that it, the second slide pad is basically parallel with the face buttons mm. on the 3DS, and I don't know. I I thought it just felt really odd and kind of weird to be up that high.
0: Right. Okay. You know, because second I mean, second analogs are usually down, exactly, uh, down, aren't they?
1: Exactly, and that's just how it's been for like the past, you know, ten
0: years. Well, yeah. unless it's the PS3 controller, where well, it's, I mean, you, it's you know, still it's still, weird ways.
1: It's still like down, and it's, you know. Mm. I mean, for the, you know, for the right analog, it's so right, bad. Right. And I don't know, it's it's just a really well, kind of an odd placement, I
0: think. Also, another huge thing that, you know, most people aren't really focusing on here, which I think is a big thing, is that it adds Z and two Z buttons, basically. So, you're using the 3DS L button and a new ZL, which is a new button. And then on the right side, you've got an, an R button, which covers the original R button. And a Z a ZR button, so you've got four, um, you know, triggers now, which which is, adds two buttons which were not on the original 3DS. So that means, you know, now games can do, you know, you can do things with that which you can't do with the original 3DS.
1: Right. And for those of you that need a translation, there are extra Z buttons on there.
0: <laughs> Screw you, Bivins. I, I'll I'll tell you how to speak English. Thank you very much. <laughs> So yeah, that's crazy, right? I mean, yeah, adding, exactly. Adding extra buttons to a handheld—I mean, that's just unheard of, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's weird, and th- the feel of those buttons too—they're a little—I don't know.
0: Th- th- yeah. So, for example, when you when you're playing Monster Hunter, which we'll we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. So you know, you could have if you're playing a, a you know a four-player co-op game, which is the most common thing to do here in Japan. You know, mm-hmm. what, what high school guys do they sit around, they do ad hoc parties and they put it all together, right? Um, right. So we, if they're going to do this with the 3DS, you know, one guy's got an attachment and one guy doesn't, you know, it's like, can this guy do things, you know, can he do more moves? Can he do like things that the other guy can't do? I mean, the, you know, it completely throws it out of balance, right?
1: Yeah. It's, it seems to me, even if that is the case, maybe the person with the slide pad out on will just be able to do stuff a lot yeah. more easily than just what fasto, you could without, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I've heard talked about, too, it might be possible that this is going to be bundled in with the game, so if it's making it nearly impossible to have the game without the slide pad attachment.
0: it's pretty much guaranteed. This will be bundled with Monsanto 3G. Yeah, guaranteed. There will probably be a version without it, but yeah, probably the bundled version is going to be something like 6,800 yen, right? Something like that. Actually, I
1: I did see on the Monster Hunter website, it's labeling the game at 5,800 yen.
0: Okay, that's not too bad.
1: So, I don't know if that like you know, like we said, that uh, could be with this attachment. That might be without it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's really kind of up in the air right now.
0: That's less than Nino Kuni. Nino yeah. Ni Kuni with the book is, I think, that's six thousand eight hundred. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this slide pad attachment. And then they went ahead and announced like six of the games that are going to be compatible with it. Yes. Which, which are two that you've just been talking about: it, Revelations and Metal Gear Solid.
1: Exactly, and the other games too. It's Ace Combat, Samurai Warriors verse, and Kingdom Hearts 3D. Which, yeah, you know, with with Metal Gear, I think that can really, really help out the game a lot because with the awful camera controls, <laughs> that's just going to do wonders for it, I think.
0: Yeah, but then, what about um, Biohazard though? Because, I mean, I don't, I don't see how dual analogs are necessary for that game. I mean, it's not, it's not a dual analog game, right?
1: I was kind of thinking the same thing, unless because you know you could. Move around the camera, you know if by it's mercenaries, even you know mm-hmm. by what you know pressing the touch screen or something like that a little I guess little it, I guess size. it's just
0: a glance around, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, I think that that might be about the only thing that you can do, and two, it would make it a lot more comfortable to play for extended periods of time
0: that's true, so yeah i don't know i'm not, I'm not going to get months but you know, to think to think about buying this attachment separately—that's that is just ridiculous. Just to yeah. play, you know, a couple of games more comfortably. I don't know.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You know, for the sake of NWR, I actually might pick up Monster Hunter if I can get it
0: <laughs> uh,
1: when it comes out.
0: Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was in Acuba the other day, like I said, and there was they were running movies of um, Monster Hunter Three and Four. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of skipping ahead to news there, but uh. The just scores of people just stood around looking at these um, these trailers. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just the trailer that's on the eShop, but right. I guess some of these guys don't have 3DSs yet, and it's just like, yeah, I think this game is going to be huge. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely going to sell some systems. So, Danny, did you manage to play Monster Hunter in the end?
1: Well, there is a very interesting story behind this. So, most of you that did not go to TGS probably aren't aware that to play Monster Hunter, you actually needed to have a special priority ticket to stand in line and wait up. The tickets actually had, like, times on them so that you knew when about to kind of go over to the booth and, I mean, the the reason why they did this is because, well, if they didn't, then the line for Monster Hunter would have just been a, ridiculous. It would have been clogging up entrances and just basically disrupting the show. And it, this wasn't the only game that actually had tickets to Monster it, it did have actually two sets of tickets, one for the single player and then one for the multiplayer. Uh, right. Final Fantasy XIII-2 also had uh, tickets that you had, that you had to get to play. And then also Nino No Kuni for the PS3 had tickets that you needed to get to play as well. And right. also, yeah, also some other events like stage events that you needed to get tickets for too. So, you know, there there were like I don't know, four or five six things that you needed to get tickets for. And I heard about this before I went to the show on the 17th on the Saturday, but as soon as I got in, I really didn't think too much about it. I just started heading over to where the Monster Hunter booth was at and you know, I talked to the rep I mean I got there right at about ten or something else. So I was inside like right about when it started. So I talked to the Capcom staff. I was sitting outside of the booth and I said, like, you know, hey, I would like to play this. I'm with the media. What <laughs> can I can I come in? You know, whatever and they're like no, Another actually,
0: another punch to the gut?
1: <laughs> yeah, another punch to the gut, spit in my face. No. <laughs> so they said, No, you need to actually go grab a ticket. Because that's the only way that you'd be able to get in. So I was like, okay, well, where are they at? And, you know, so they pointed me towards the direction where they were. And, uh, well, actually, believe it or not, then after that, I was kind of making a ridiculous trek around that particular part of the hall for the tickets because people kept telling me different things. Oh, they're over here. Oh, go over there and ask. Go over here. I was like, are you freaking serious? But by the time I finally figured out what had happened, I, I was back to the Monster Hunter booth. And I was like, okay, now where is are these freaking tickets? And they said, well, actually was sold out for the day and it was ten thirty. and later I found out that the tickets were all gone like at or even slightly before 10 o'clock the start of the show mm-hmm. and since then I've read that there I think there's something like 1200 tickets and they were gone before the show even started that is ridiculous <laughs> I mean I'm not surprised now but man that is freaking crazy so Saturday, you know, I kind of went home and defeated Man, even though I did get to play a ton of other great stuff and cut in lines and make children cry. You know. Um, So I came up with a plan. I needed to play this game. So I had to find a way to get in there. So I knew that I needed to get in early if I wanted to play Monster Hunter, like super early. So... uh, (laughs) So,
0: TGS opens at 10, right?
1: TGS opens at 10. And I decided, hey, I'm going to take the first train from my city, which is like an hour and a half away, at 5.30. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. And get there maybe a little bit before 7. So, man, I mean, I was up late Saturday night, basically figuring out, making sure I knew exactly where to go for all this stuff. And, you know, I figured it out. I figured everything out. I knew where I was going to go. I knew what I had to do. And... You know, I left, I got to the show at about seven and I started walking towards basically because I knew I would have to go kind of by the visitor entrance, which is like on the opposites, kind of like the opposite side of where like the media entrance is. But I knew I needed to go over there if I wanted to get in line to play this. But I asked guys like, hey, would I be able to get my media pass over here? He's like, no, you have to do it over there, (laughs) you know, way far away. And yeah, then later later the on, essay is huge, right? <laughs> yeah. Then later on, I found out too that you know while the doors opened to get inside to wait at eight o'clock, the media didn't get their passes basically until like nine, and so that was really disappointing. But I had hope because at that point too, I learned that the media can actually get onto the show floor at nine thirty, starting at nine thirty. So that's awesome. So. I was thinking, holy crap, uh, maybe I'll be able to play this. Maybe I'll be able to play this. If not play it, I'll be able to get in line before any of those guys. And, you know, it's going to be awesome. So by the time the doors open at 9.30, I was literally running over to the Monster Hunter booth. And
0: (laughs) This is for a game that you're not even that interested in.
1: (laughs) Honestly, I don't care about Monster Hunter really all that much. I I have it on the PSP. It's it's, it's not bad. It's just I'm, I'm not in love with it or anything. But I was, but for the sight, for the sake of the sight, for the sake <laughs> of you listeners out there, all three of you. <laughs> um, well, all I, three of them
0: that like Monster Hunter. <laughs> yes,
1: <so laughs> I knew that we needed to play this. I knew that I needed to go in there and really, you know, make this happen. So the first thing is, I stopped at the booth and I was like, I was thinking, you know, hey man, come on, why would I need a ticket now? No one's in here. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, I was like, hey. You know, I'm with the media. I know the show starts, you know, at ten o'clock, but can I get in and maybe play some stuff? And considering too, like at the time, other booths were open up to media types or other people that were in at that time, and you know, there was no problem. But they're like, "Nope, you need to have the ticket, bro." Are you you serious? So I went over to where the tickets were, and I noticed there are a bunch of like barricades, basically to keep, you know, the people the visitors, you know, to kind of siphon them into where they needed to go. But I noticed that there was really no way for me to access this line from the inside. And I randomly just saw a Capcom representative walking around. He's like, hey, how can I get to the Monster Hunter line from here? And he's like, yeah, dude, you have to, like, go outside and get to the end of the visitor line, which by this time probably stretched all the way out to the end of the station or something. So at that point, I knew that it just wasn't going to happen. Because if I if I were to get to the end of that line, it probably would have taken me till about eleven o'clock to get back into the into the hall, and that would have just been dumb and ridiculous. So <laughs> at, that, at, at that point, I just gave up and and knew I was defeated.
0: <laughs> well, this is like Japanese bureaucracy at its best, isn't it? I mean, yeah. um, maybe people don't realize, you know, they're a real stickler for the rules. Yeah. <laughs> is a nice way to put it.
1: Mm-hmm. But I mean. I mean, it was okay, because then I actually got to play Biohazard Revelations mm. without any kind of a wait. And this is this is what is blows my mind. So, you know, before the show started, they had, I think, James, you took a picture of this, and mm-hmm. we put it up on the site. They have, like, some wooden boxes with, like, these little foliage on them and stuff right, like that. Right, and, right, and right. on the inside of them, they have some 3DSs that are displaying, like, a... The awesome tra- kind of, yeah, the, the tri- trailer that's on the eShop. <laughs> yeah, the trailer that's on the eShop. The trailer that was shown at the 3DS conference last week and I mean, first I checked it out and I was like, oh, cool, you know, hey, it's Monster Hunter. I'm getting an eyes on exclusive. And then later I found out I was like, oh, I could watch this on my 3DS. <laughs> but, you know, it was just like, they had all these chains set up, but it was like, I'm the only, I'm just like, I walked up there and I was like, can I go in? He's like, yeah, man, just go on in, you can take a look. I was like, okay. So I was like the only guy. And then, then after that, then I saw like the, the hot girls carrying the slide pad add on. So, you know, I had to get a picture. And nice. then I, I got to hold the hold the on him which was awesome I, you know that really I got to do that
0: well you got to see the hot girls and you also got to see the cosplayers which I didn't see so <laughs> yeah Pe- people should check out Danny's um article about that by the way if you yes. haven't already seen it <laughs>
1: yes booth babes and cosplayers and it's just for you guys well and James too <laughs> No. Well, uh, may- maybe, maybe
0: Zach miller as well okay
1: Zach yeah <laughs> but yeah I don't know there could have been definitely more boobs i uh, but <laughs> there. I mean, they were there. But maybe.
0: <laughs> Wherever there were ladies, there were probably were.
1: Yes, this is a good assumption. But back to the Monster Hunter video d- demo, if you will.
0: Yeah.
1: So I checked maybe an hour and a half later because I was kind of walking around. At that point, I was just getting a bunch of pictures and stuff. I checked at that line, and there was a 120 minute wait what just to watch the video. Yeah that is already on the e-shop that you can Jesus. watch online probably
0: so, so all of those guys don't have 3ds's yet like, either what, that what's going or on? they didn't
1: either that or sometimes in japan people would start lining up maybe they don't it's even true. know what they're lining up for like, it's, hey, cool, it's line. the line
0: game yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. it's the line ride
1: yeah so i mean
0: that's crazy
1: yeah and it, it, it was just utterly ridiculous and i couldn't be- believe
0: well it. do you remember do you remember nintendo world in january that that's the same thing right like the Mario Kart Ugh. trailer was like 25 minutes.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't wait for any of those. I just said, man, what are they doing? And I was like, I'm not going over I
0: there. I waited for the Mario Kart one. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> well, I, that day I waited for Zelda to play. I pl- waited for like 90 minutes. Oh, played, right. Played yeah. five minutes of Zelda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was just before you joined the site, right? So That's, that's not, right. We both went but didn't know each other. That yes. That's funny. funny. So. Okay, well, are there any other games that you saw at the show? Or should we move on to news?
1: Oh, we can move on, So pretty much all the stuff I've seen that you've, you've talked about, too. So
0: Okay. Well, if, if you guys have any questions about the games that we saw, or TGS in general, send us an email, famicast at nintendoworldreport.com, and we'll try and answer them next show. Yes. Okay, let's move on to News. So as we already mentioned, uh, Monster Hunter 3 or Tri G is coming out. Uh, As everyone, as
1: everyone pronounces three across.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So is this the tenth of December? Am I reading that right? Tenth of December this year. Yes. That's that's, that's soon, right? Yeah. Wow.
1: You know, from looking at the trailer, it's and I, I'm assuming from you know people playing it, it seems like it's it's more or less, you know, complete. There's probably just some, you know, some minor things that have to work on it. Well, still, it is, but.
0: it is just the Wii game, you know, shrunk, shrunk <laughs> down with 3D, right? Yeah. I mean, they do this, Um, they do this every single time. I mean, the other news is that obviously Monster Hunter 4 was announced for the 3DS. Yes. Um, which is huge, which is even more huge than, you know, the, the Wii make, the Wii make, the 3DS mm-hmm. remake is coming. That's even bigger. That is huge. Like a sequel coming to the 3DS exclusively. That's not even for the Vita, Mm-hmm. which which is what you would expect, you know, because, you know, Monster Hunter is the most popular on PSP. Yeah. So this is huge. And, um, like, every every generation of these games, they do, like they did, before Try on the Wii, they released Monster Hunter G, mm-hmm. which which was just like, you know, the PS2 game or whatever, just rem- remaked, remade on the Wii. And that was to keep people going until Try came out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Try coming this uh, Christmas is... You know, it's just to p- keep people going until Monster Hunter Four, which will most probably come out, you know, same time next year or mm-hmm. whenever, right?
1: Oh God, I'm not looking forward to TGS next year. If that's the case.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Danny's on Monster Hunter Four duties. Oh God. <laughs> so Monster Hunter Four, it seems to have these kind of like almost Assassin's Creed style moves. So you can jump, you can crawl, you can grab, and you can uh, do all sorts of aerobatic acrobatic yeah. moves right which is, also kind uh, of
1: also kind, yeah i mean basically from the trailer saw. So, i mean he's climbing on mountains and stuff like that and cliffs and th- it's not on like specific points where you usually see in games where you're climbing it seems like he's just climbing anywhere he yeah, felt
0: like very assassin's creed like yeah it, it's <laughs> i have a question the way the guys in monster hunter run is mm-hmm. that is that supposed to be a joke or like because it, it looks like they've just <laughs> shit their pants and they're running to the toilet
1: you you could Control. You can basically. There's an option where you can make them like basically sprint and just be like, "Hey, I need to get out of here now," which is basically what that guy's doing in the trailer. He's like, "Holy crap, this big bastard is coming after
0: me. I but, need to get out of here." But all the games they run like that. Like, I don't understand. What, well, is, is, yeah, is, is it is it supposed it, it, to be funny?
1: It, it's kind of like a sprints mechanic or something like that.
0: Okay. Um, well, I, it, looks I, it, stupid, it is. Anyway. Yeah, it is kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind
1: of like a holy crap. I need to get out of here now. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, I
0: had I had Indian food yesterday.
1: <laughs> I had Indian food. Get out of Get out of my way. I'm gonna my pants.
0: So yeah, the yeah that's two huge huge announcements there. Like um, Monster Hunter related. I mean, huge for Japan anyway. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if any of these games are going to come out anywhere else. I mean, they've said that they're considering it. I mean, but they said that with um, Try right on the Wii. They said they were considering it, right? And then they did, and then it came out without. Um, any of the online fees and it was voice chat and everything so it, you know Even though it was like a year later or whatever, you know, we did get a good deal in the end yeah. Um, Which uh, kind of uh, related to the Dragon Quest 10 announcement, which was a couple of weeks ago now how um That is also going to be a paid game um, Paid well, whatever it is the first few hours are free and then you have to pay to play the rest of it. Sure. I mean Now people are speculating, well, are they going to do the same as what they did with Monster Hunter and, you know, make it free in the US? They talked about this on RFN already. I mean, Mm -hmm. no one in their right mind is going to pay to play. I mean, it's not even an MMORPG. It's just just an online RPG, basically, right? Right, right. At least that's
1: um, what it seems like so far.
0: I mean, people who play WoW, I mean, they get, you know, huge updates, you know, constantly every month, you know, massive additions of content. And and you know that they're not going to do any of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, despite it coming with a little USB thing, you know, right. mini hard drive, whatever. <laughs> so, um, what other news do we have, Dan? Um.
1: Well, also too, actually, at the show was something we didn't really talk about. I actually got to demo this, but a new Square RPG, bravely defaults flying fairy, uh, was at the show, and. Basically, the demo—it's also available from the Japan eShop, From it's like in the conference video section. It's kind of like an interactive demo, if you will. And I mean, initially when you down, when I downloaded it right after the conference, there was really nothing you could do because you needed this special AR card to be able to play it. Mm-hmm. At the show, they had like a bigger version of it it's on the floor, and uh, I don't know, you know, maybe about as big as like a, just an old piece of paper or something, just on the floor. But it's really cool because as soon as you actually do that, then the character kind of comes up and she's like talking to you, and um, all sorts of crap happens, and she falls down like a hole, and you see her. And I don't know, it's it's really kind of cool, interesting. Uh, how they
0: I, I loaded up the app and oh, that, before I got the card, and um, yeah, I was really impressed with the the art style. I like the oh, yeah. um, it's kind of like hand drawn backgrounds, I guess with yeah, 3D. It, um, it kind of reminded me of Nino Kuni on the, the DS actually, like they've got really like high res. Um, hand-drawn art Mm. with them and then they can use all the polygons they can throw in the game because it's only basically just the characters are polygons right and the backgrounds are just flat so it looks really detailed really nice one kind of cool
1: thing that they do too that kind of harkens back to older rpgs from you know maybe like 10 years ago is uh, when you're walking around on like the world map it's like you know it's tiny and then you know you're actually your character walking around on there just kind of like this kind of this old school vibe with New school of visuals. I thought that was pretty, hmm. pretty cool.
0: It's cool. Yes. Well, that's all the news we have uh, out of uh, TGS. Um, but obviously, keep looking back at the site and uh, check all of our written impressions and news and pictures and cosplayers and everything like that mm-hmm. is all on the site. Mm-hmm. So go and check it out. Yes. So the next segment, um, we have a little special segment next. Um, while I was at TGS, um, I met up with the uh, Nintendo World Report's founder, Mr. Billy Berghammer, which um, you people may know from various podcasts uh, like Weekend Confirmed and everything like that. So I had the pleasure of recording a special Famicast uh, section with him, uh, which he was happy to do, and he was actually a fan of the Famicast. He'd actually uh, listened to our little Akihabara special, Awesome, yeah, and uh, so here it is. This is uh, me and Billy, um, just sitting in a hotel just outside the the uh, the Capcom uh, private showing room, and just chatting about uh, the GameCube and Japan and everything like that. So check it out. So yeah, I'm joined by Billy Bug now. Hello,
2: hello everybody.
0: Hello, hello. Pleasure to meet you, by the way.
2: Yes, very nice to meet you. Uh, it's 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 awesome to be back in Japan. Yeah. Uh, and it's 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 cool that we're actually meeting at the New Otani because this is where um, a lot of the press and a lot of the Old school Planet GameCube people. Uh, when we all crammed into a hotel suite, like, <laughs> I think we had six, seven, or maybe yeah, about seven people crammed in a room for Space World, and uh, uh, Nintendo, like NCL and NOA people, were all staying here. So, nice. it, it, it would be random, or we we would all be going up and down the elevator, and and <laughs> and run into like Peter Mayne or or, nice. or some other uh,
0: Nintendo executives. But yeah, this is uh, it's, it's very nice to meet you. You too. I remember seeing some guy met Miyamoto just downstairs mm. at last year's CGS and I was, I was there like just 10 minutes before the guy took the picture. I was gutted. <laughs> I haven't met the guy yet. Oh,
2: very, very, very nice guy. Um, but yes, and uh, I, this is cool that we're doing this because it's the, uh, it's, well, a couple days, or a day or two after, but the 10th birthday of the GameCube. Yeah. So. Uh, I I find it quite fitting to be back in Japan when it is the the 10th birthday. It was was fun being here for
0: that. I remember reading about your exploits, just getting on the plane and going to Japan for the sole purpose of getting a GameCube, right?
2: Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, I stayed, you know, I was here from Space World until until the launch. So I stayed for about, the original plan was a little less than a month. um, But if... You remember the, the series of events? Uh, 9/11 happened, so uh, I was unable to go back to the U.S. for a while, uh, and I had to stay a couple extra days afterwards, which I really didn't complain because Japan is my uh, absolute favorite place in the world, and I'm, I'm very jealous you live here. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but uh, you know, uh, the launch of the GameCube was was very special, and uh, I still I still love that system, that this the actual store that. Uh, that I, I camped out of at Akihabara is kind of still there. I, I, was it a big camera? Or? No, it was an Asobit city. Osobit, that is still there, mm. that is still there. Yeah. But I don't know if it's in the same location, because okay. there was a fire years ago in Akihabara, and part of Aki was burnt. So I don't, I don't know for sure if that, but I know the general area. I, I, I don't think I'll ever forget it. Do
0: so. you still have that same batch of games you bought on that oh, day? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was, it, what was it Luigi's Mansion? Luigi's Mansion, Monkey and Ball. Monkey Ball. And uh, I think that was it off the top of my head. I'm <laughs> that so was g- pretty much it, right?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, there was a, uh, there, w- there was one other game, and it was just like kind of a board game. So I think, God, I'm old. I'm losing,
0: <laughs> losing my memory. But, yeah. It uh, definitely wasn't Odama. No, it was not <laughs> Odama. That was a bit later.
2: But, uh, no, I played the hell out of both of those games. Monkey Ball yeah. for sure. Oh, and for Wave sure. race. race. How can Wave I forget race, yeah. Wave Race? Wave Race, Bruce Storm. <laughs> Sorry, that was a commercial. We've, we we it was on the website. And we would all kind of get a kick. That is that. my
0: favorite wave race. I prefer it to the original. I don't know if it's you blasphemous know, to say that, but
2: uh, I don't think so. I think a lot of people thought that because of the addition of the the clicky you know shoulder buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so that 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 changed the the game a little too tone. much. Um, I liked it visually. I, you know, I went back to it. Uh, like uh, a couple months ago when I was on another podcast, Weekend Confirmed, who Garnet Lee just actually walked by. <laughs>
0: uh, you can join uh, if you want.
2: Um, <laughs> no, he was just singing if Capcom's over there. But uh, uh, And uh, went back and played it because uh, I love the original. Uh, I think the original is one of my top five games of all time. But a lot of people think that Blue Storm was too
0: difficult. It um, was difficult.
2: Yeah. And uh, especially like the later levels, when there's thunderstorms, and right. the waves are just going ape That's shit.
0: But it looks so good, though. It I still looks good. Look so good.
2: It looks good, um, especially now if you have yeah. component cables and right. you're jacking your, uh,
0: your 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 Wii or you should uh, get a, a Wii U re- remake. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't want a remake. No, <laughs> I want I don't a, new want a game. remake. <laughs> I want a new game. You know, and that was the other yeah. thing
2: people complained about was that a lot of the courses and the the, mm-hmm. the areas were were very similar, but. Man, I played a lot of that. Um, yeah. Luigi's Mansion Two. I, I'm so excited for. Yeah. That was that was actually. I don't think a lot of people. I I, I couldn't really gauge how excited people were. Um, about. They got massive cheers
0: at E3. I, I was, was surprised so by that. I was so excited <laughs> for
2: that. Like it was just you know I want a new Mario game of course yeah. you know but like Luigi's Mansion was was a fun experiment and yeah. that was one game that I was I, I did not expect to see a sequel yeah. to so. Um,
0: well, it's like when Kid Icarus was announced. You know, no one really liked the original, but when they saw, "Oh, we're getting a sequel in 3D," it's like, "Woo!" You know, you know we love it. It's funny <laughs> that you
2: mentioned that because, with uh, Space World, we used to do these uh, roundtables with with Miyamoto and uh, and you know, they'd take questions from from the people there. And early on, you know, it was you know, it was a lot of fanboys and a lot of you know, fan sites like like us and uh, um, you know. Someone would always ask about Kid Icarus, and I think that's eventually what led to, you know, this—not us, but like you know—I think the fans requesting that game. Yeah. You know, finally, you know, that's why we're we're seeing it. So, and hopefully, we'll see the use of the new slide pad with that game because I'm a right. left-handed guy. So, the first time I played it with with the stylus, like I I. I I'm not very uh, dexterous with my, with my right hand. In, I think you know, Neil styles. would agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, left left handed people do shit the right way. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I am, uh, you know, I was actually on the show floor, uh, uh, you know, a couple hours ago, and went over to see the the Monster Hunter Madness
0: over there because that's <laughs> something that's so fun to see here at TGS. Right. So, should we talk about some games that we've seen so far at yeah, yeah. TGS? So you 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 said you touched the uh, the slide pad attachment, but I there are no games attached no, to it because that
2: on. I don't know for sure if that is for the Tri G three Tri G or whatever the hell uh, that game, or if it's just for Monster Hunter Four. I'm assuming it's for Tri G as well.
0: Probably, but yeah.
2: at least the demo uh, that I played of Monster Hunter um, did not you you know they didn't have slide okay. pads on it, which I so thought was kind of silly. Of course, but I think. Uh, holding that slide pad, like it feels great. I shit all over this thing on Twitter. <laughs> like I was like, what are they thinking? It looks like some wacko NICO attachment that right. you would get, you know, at GameStop or something like that. But it actually feels good. It feels like a PS2 controller, or like a PS3 controller, or, uh, or kind of even felt more like an Xbox controller. Really.
0: Um, um, so we're looking at the photo now. It looks like there's R1 and R2 and L1. So there's an extra button, there's a new button, which will only be used... They're bringing back
2: the Z trigger. (laughs) It's crazy.
0: That's crazy.
2: Yeah, I mean, it... It It
0: is Wii Motion Plus all over again, isn't it? So, I don't understand... Oh, they
2: call
0: it ZR. Oh, ZR, okay, ZR, okay, right. And then, of
2: course, yeah, see, they're bringing back the
0: Z. Yeah, oh, great. (laughs) So one of the games, other games that's going to use it is Revelations, which is not a dual-stick game in any way, so why... Well, the hell would you with need it? Camera. That's weird. You don't. Have, you don't need. Do you? Spin the camera around in Resident Evil? I've never spin the camera around ever. Um.
2: Yeah. Well, in Five, if you play RE Five, there's a. It's like a third there's person. A, there's a, way, yeah. a Third okay. person
0: shooter. So you move your camera around. I just like the Resident Evil Four way. So what else have you played on the show floor or anywhere else?
2: I I had to go check out Nina Kuni. I didn't understand what the hell was going on, but it's a level 5...
0: The PS3 one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the PS3
2: one, and uh, I didn't really know what the hell was going on, but I just wanted to see it, because that art style is just phenomenal, and, you know, I love level 5, I love Ghibli, and, like, it, it, it looked pretty cool. I don't, I mean, it looks, it's RPG, you know, that's what, at least what I was
0: getting out of it, and... Um, Are you going to pick up the DS version while you're here? No, I won't. I can't. <laughs> you don't have enough luggage space. <laughs> no,
2: no. I just don't understand. You know, unfortunately, I don't understand the language. So, yeah, um, the
0: And region freeness, right? What's DS?
2: DS. It oh, will work. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, we'll like doing online stuff. Yeah, so. d-
0: there was a lot of reading, in, uh, reading the book uh, to put it into the game. Mm. So you wouldn't need yeah, would, that. Yeah, that
2: would, that I great. would lose out on that. Um, You'd
0: have to have a fact.
2: What I play yeah. uh, some stuff mm-hmm. that I'm embargoed on that I can't talk about yet. Uh, I did play Luminous on Vita, which I was a big Luminous guy on the original PSP, and I uh, really, really dug that, and that was cool.
0: Nice.
2: Tried Silent Hill, uh, which... Homecoming, is it? Uh, no, it is... I have to apologize if I'm forgetting a lot of stuff. I'm exhausted. <laughs> uh, my body clock still hasn't made it back yet. Silent Hill downpour, sorry. Downpour. Uh, and it was okay. It was a really short demo. It was very odd. Um, I don't know if it's just the fact that the game is really too early. I haven't talked to Konami too much about it yet. Um, but that's about it. saw a couple things. I uh, saw Project Draco, which is the Kinect uh, sort of Panzer Dragoon game. I saw that. That was pretty badass. Um, today's the first day of the show. Uh, and just trying to cram a lot of it. I just played Acer's Wrath, which was very difficult. And it's just crazy, over-the-top
0: action. <laughs> I just saw you nail the demo, though. The guy before you couldn't beat it so.
2: yeah it, it's it's hard um the, the fr- but uh it's cool it's it's a neat you know it's very it's very japanese uh kind of actiony uh game with a lot of context sec- uh context sensitive right. uh button presses and mm. things like that
0: just suddenly cool. flashes up you know s- spin both sticks in opposite directions mm. now you know yeah, yeah, yeah. do it now yeah
2: it was kind of neat um but yeah uh
0: well, I've just come from Square Enix and I would recommend checking out um, the Theater Rhythm and the the Dream Drop Distance Kingdom Hearts game.
2: Are you a Kingdom Hearts guy? No. You should be. It's a good. It's an awesome series. It's
0: good. I think you Don't be, be afraid like of the
2: Disney stuff. But, <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 I think are fantastic. Uh, I never played the, the the one that was in between the two of them
0: for Have you played any of the DS games? Mm-mm game?
2: Unfortunately, no. And I didn't play the... It was a GBA that was in between the two. Um, so uh, I haven't touched those, however, uh, this one I'm looking forward to because it's supposed to be a sequel to 2. Okay. So um, there's a very rabid fan base for, for Kingdom Hearts, so I am very much looking forward to that.
0: So. I also played Cave Story 3D. How's that? It's 3D. Mm. <laughs> it's Cave Story in 3D. Yeah, but they cleaned up the visuals a lot. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Would you be willing to play a game you've played possibly two or three times before in 3D?
2: (sighs) Well, I went back and played Ocarina of Time again.
0: Okay, but it's it's a lot more recent. Cave Story, (laughs) Cave Story is like you know a couple of years ago. This is yeah, yeah. It looks great. I mean, I've never I've never played Cave Story for more than you know demos. So Mm. I would probably like to play that, but. I don't know, for guys who've played you know, it twice or three times before, mm. I'm not sure if they want to spend $40 on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> We'll see how about, that does. <laughs> I think
2: that's, I mean, you know, I've been in a lot of appointments and, uh, uh, oh, uh, Soul Calibur, I played the latest Soul Calibur and that was that was really, a, it, that was a lot of fun, I'm a big fan of that series. There's so. a high
0: possibility that's a Wii U launch title, because that's next year, right? Yes. So there could be, possibly. Yeah, they haven't is, announced it? it is next year. Yeah, it's uh, spring. They said Q one. I want Link in Soul Calibur Five, Wii U day well, one. Well, they said please. that there
2: is going to be a guest character,
0: so yeah. um, let's hope it's not another. But yeah, Star Wars they didn't guy.
2: they didn't mention Wii U at all. They said PS three yeah. and three hundred and sixty. So, I mean, that could come down the line. I mean, yeah. Soul Calibur two the Wii version was yeah. the best selling one. I love that game. Or the GameCube one yeah. was the best selling one. You know, obviously because of Link. Yeah, um, but yeah. So have you, are you going to hit the floor yet? You haven't yes, even I will the hit the floor.
0: <laughs> as, yeah, as of this recording, I've yet to hit the floor. Um, well, we've got a few guys here. We've got our newest uh, Japanese Japan correspondent, mm-hmm. uh, Minoru. He's playing games right now, and uh, Danny's coming on the, um, the public days. So good luck to him. Good luck with <laughs> that shit. I usually come for about half the public
2: days because there are hundreds, of, I think it's a couple hundred thousand people that show up um cosplayers yeah it's just it's insane and not only that i mean if you've never been to japan in the summer or fall it's hot as hell here (laughs) like it's gross humid and especially in chiba or makuhari like it's it's just hotter than blazes here tell me about uh, it i live here (laughs) yeah yeah. I i don't miss humidity now that i live in la but uh uh you know I'm very curious to see how fast the tickets for uh, Monster Hunter yeah. go, but I will say Monster Hunter looked really good on mm-hmm. the 3DS. Okay. I, I really enjoyed Try um, on the Wii, and this I think it's basically it's a port with other yeah. new stuff, probably new monsters Well, this is stuff. what
0: they did. They did with the Wii. They had, what was it called, Monster Hunter G, and then they did Try. So G was to keep people going for a mm. year until Try was made. So Try, what's it called, Try G? Try three.
2: It's Monster Hunter Three. Try G. I think
0: that will keep them going for a year. G. Who knows? Then they Monster Hunter Four. Keep adding weird <laughs> and shit. But, so Monster uh, Hunter Four will come. It looked next great. Year, I right?
2: do feel bad. I apologize <laughs> to the Japanese people. that had to play with me multiplayer because I was the silly American kid that didn't know what the hell he was doing. But it was fun. <laughs> like I loved it. So um, I was I was pretty lucky to actually get a ticket because I guess mm-hmm. tickets went in like the first couple hours.
0: Okay, so I'm not going to play that game then. <laughs> You're probably
2: not, unless somebody gets you a ticket. Right. But yeah, I think I'm going to try to sneak over to Square. I want to play uh, Get My Hands on Kingdom Hearts. That yeah. sounds very exciting. You should
0: check that out. How many times have you been to Japan?
2: You know, I was trying to figure this out the other day, and I, to be honest, off off the top of my head, yeah. I think maybe this is my 17th or 18th Whoa. time. Whoa. So I'm very lucky to have been able to come this many times, but that's
0: multiple uh, times a year, right? Uh,
2: there were a couple, there were a couple of years where I got to come multiple times. So, nice. uh, but I've been coming for about 12 years and, awesome. uh, I love it. As I said, it's my favorite place in the world. So unfortunately I haven't shopped at all yet. I haven't had time. Uh, but you know, now that it's easy to, uh, actually, I should ask you that, mm-hmm. um, what, game, what Japanese games for Wii, now that it's easy to,
0: mm-hmm. you know, kind of hack your Wii to <laughs> play imports. Yeah.
2: anything you would recommend?
0: Well, I haven't played it, but I've heard good things about Captain Rainbow. Mm. Okay. So that's probably worth checking out. Um, do you like the drum, the Taiko drum games? I do. There are three games in Japan on oh, the Wii. Wow. Okay. The third one came out quite recently, this year. Okay. Um, you could probably get the game and the attachment Wait, isn't for the,
2: the latest one has a Mario song Yeah yeah yeah
0: they I think they've all got Mario themes. I I think it was maybe my first ever TGS. Okay. 5 years ago I played the Taiko game with mm. the huge attachment. You know what I'm talking about yeah, right? You I plug have, it
2: in. I have the drum control. I've I I have it on for I think PlayStation. 2. Okay. So same deal. Yeah, yeah. Right,
0: okay. Yeah. Um so you could pick up a second hand one for like I don't know, $30 or something? Mm, yeah? yeah get all to, three games? <laughs> I need to go to Aki. I'm, uh, Donkey Konga. Think Donkey Konga 1, 2, and 3. I
2: have so many of those guys. <laughs>
0: controllers, it's
2: ridiculous. I, I, no need. I've probably played four players like once or twice.
0: Actually, do, does your Japanese GameCube mm. work still? Oh, yeah, yeah. My original one that I got on at launch, um, actually it's a modified American-Japanese oh, okay, one. okay, okay, yeah. Just stopped working. My disc drive uh, doesn't spin anymore, so I can I can rearrange my memory cards, but I can't play any games. <laughs> go, what
2: you should do is find go to Aki and get a used uh, yeah. Panasonic Q.
0: Oh, I do have one. I'm actually trying to sell one at the moment. Really? <laughs> do you want that?
2: Uh, <laughs> actually, well, I, I have one. So okay, um, and it was modded to play, you know, US games, and right. it was a region-free DVD player. Nice. Well, yeah, loved it. I remember that. Loved it. Yeah. so...
0: It was like $400 back in the day, right?
2: Uh, yeah, Something it was, like that. <laughs> it was pretty expensive. Yeah, I knew that, especially importing it, because it was such a big, yeah. heavy, you know, that was not a, a light system, but I still think it was the coolest version of GameCube, outside of the silver one.
0: Other than that, there's so many DS games that you wouldn't, the original DS games, mm. that you wouldn't see, I mean... I mean, it's just crazy amount of games. You wouldn't believe how many more DS games there are here. I mean, like calligraphy games, you know, things like that, mm. like Japanese calligraphy games. <laughs> it's like ten of those. <laughs>
2: yeah, I I remember seeing ads for that in, in the yeah. trains yeah. And, in, in Fumitsu as well. So.
0: Yeah, maybe try and... I mean, go to Super Potato. You're going to find something there, That place is dangerous. That's (laughs) that's where I ended
2: up finally getting a 64DB. Oh, you do? Yeah.
0: Wow, Danny will be so jealous. Yeah. He's got the games, but he doesn't have the console.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and that's where I got... like It was a package deal, and I think it was like 400... It came out. I don't remember, Uh but... uh, It was a majority of the games. I mainly wanted for the F-Zero deal. Um... But it had the majority of the games in the console, so obviously I couldn't try the online stuff or the, all that ranet or whatever right. it was dead now. So yeah.
0: yeah, that's cool. Well, they do have DD games there, right? So mm. do you have some all? I have a all good ten of them. <laughs> I have a
2: majority of them, like Mario Artist and, and things like okay. that. Like a lot of that stuff, I yeah. have. Um, but yeah, it, it, that was that was something I'd been looking for ever since I came to my first space world. Yeah. And finally, randomly, I always said every time I came, if I find, if I ever see a 64D, sure enough, yeah. you know, Super Potato. And but don't buy it during like TGS because they know idiots like me <laughs> have have a fistful of yen that will spend extra money you know, to get
0: it. So. Yeah, Super Potatoes uh, profits probably go through the roof oh, this yeah. week. I think they jack up their prices <laughs> this week.
2: I would. I mean you got people I've never been here before. I'm gonna buy all these uh, super Famicom games and yeah. Famicom it's disc cool. games and things like that. So. Right.
0: It's so it's just awesome just to look at them as well. It's like a museum it's more cool. than a shop. I, I
2: always go every time I come, even though I've I've seen the same shit over and over again. I, yeah. I enjoy it. It's just neat you know, there's uh, you know, I buy Famitsu every time I come and mm-hmm. I can't read it you know, I look at the pictures <laughs> look at the pretty picture you know but I like it it's just it's just neat I love you know as I said I love the culture here it's it's cool if you ever get a chance to come to Japan you know or in your case you know live here you know, <laughs> right. you're very lucky so um, yeah cool well awesome. we should get back to the floor
0: we should okay to finish to finish this segment what is your favorite 8-bit game and we'll play that song right now Ooh. ice hockey ice hockey. Okay, here's the ice hockey music to play you out. <laughs> okay, so um, let's move on to some reader mail. We're kind of running a bit long this episode, so let's just uh, just do one uh, comment this, uh, this week, this episode. so what do we got, Danny? Okay, well, Sergeant Tony Foster writes, Konnichiwa, bitches!
1: But then then he said he's just kidding. He's not calling us bitches. Well, maybe he is, but he's joking. Or not. Anyways. (laughs) I "I wanted to thank you, gentlemen, for Episode 4. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even have known that Super Potato existed and wouldn't have found it without Danny's help. I went nuts. I purchased Final Fantasy VI, a Nintendo CPU, a Famicom, some DBA games, and a few other items that were purchased without my wife even knowing. Score! I had a blast and geekomized all over everything. So don't take the elevator. I, th- <laughs> I think
0: that was geek-gasmed.
1: Geek-gasmed. Okay, that's even
0: worse.
1: Geek-gasmed! All over everything. So
0: that's so, great. That's great. Um, yeah, and
1: actually because um, I remember he we were kind of exchanging things over Twitter, uh, you know, he's kind of like wondering like, Hey, you know, where is this? Will I be able to find it? And I was kind of telling him, it's "Like, Hey man, if you go here, 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 you'll be able to see, you know, super potato. And
0: apparently he found it. And
1: Tony, that's awesome. I'm really glad that you did. And you sound like you have a really nice haul and I, will, I promise I won't. Well, if your wife listens to the family cast, I'm sorry. You're <laughs> going to be found out. But if she doesn't, you're safe.
0: Well, wouldn't she be, you know, tipped off by the, you know, large boxes? No. <laughs>
1: Nonsense.
0: And the, the Famicom under his TV. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've always had it. It's always been there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome.
1: So, honestly, if any of you guys are ever coming to Japan and maybe want to be able to find something like Super Potato or any other kind of cool game stuff, I mean, you know, I'm on Twitter at DannyBiv. Um, and anytime you had any kind of questions, or if you just wanted to just follow me in general see what's going on, that's great. And I mean, you know, like I said, i would be more than happy to help you out. That's no problem at all. James won't though, because he hates you.
0: I won't. I won't help you, but you can still follow me at, <laughs> at, at Family Complicated, um, which is, is my forum handle as well. So, yep. Thanks for that uh, letter. Yeah, and, thanks. Um, that's great. That about wraps it up because we've been going for a long time. This is a long episode. So if you uh, uh, want to send us any questions about um, Japan Japanese games or TGS send them to famicast at nintendoworldreport.com and to make this a little bit uh, more exciting and give you a bit more incentive to send us stuff we're gonna do a little competition so the competition is um the best question we get before next episode which could be any time <laughs> um, The the best question will receive some cool swag which we picked up at TDS and we did get some pretty cool stuff this year. Um, I got, uh, among the best things, was the uh, Resident Evil Revelations Soundtrack CD, which is absolutely beautiful. And I got the uh, Rhythm Thief uh, tote bag, which is also awesome. And another thing was, it's not Nintendo related, but um, the Street Fighter Cross. Tekken, um they had a kind of like a, a towel, which is like a printed towel, like really cool artwork on the side oh, of awesome. it. Oh,
1: awesome. Awesome.
0: And loads of other kind of like, you know, little stickers, like Sonic stickers and stuff. Um, so if you want any of that stuff, send us a, a nice question and you will get it. Not only will you have your letter read out, but you will get some cool stuff at the same time. So it's worth emailing us, Famicast yes. and NintendoWorldReport.com. Yes.
1: Okay, well, so that about wraps it up here for today. Um, Before we go, (laughs) be sure to review us on iTunes, and also be sure to check out the other fun and exciting podcasts on Nintendo World Report uh, Radio Trivia. Um, It's available, available, and always fun to listen to. Uh, Of course, you could always listen to RFN, uh, which is awesome. Well,
0: (laughs) they will if they're yes, you you will. If you're getting this, you're listening to
1: RFN (laughs) more than likely. Or if you're not listening to RFN, but you're exclusively Hamicast only, <laughs> I can tell you, RFN's a really good show, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I highly doubt that. <laughs>
1: yes. And also, too, uh, the newscast, I don't. if you guys are listening to the new ca- newscast, that has it, they're basically kind of redoing things now. We're going to be starting a new podcast called Connectivity that is actually going to be starting up here really soon. So be sure to look out for that, because I'm sure it's going to be pretty fun.
0: Newscast is dead, baby.
1: Yes, kind of, but kind of being reborn. And then, you know, we also want to give a thanks out to 8-Bit Weapon for our music, a theme song, which is awesome. And mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, I really like that song. It's really cool and catchy. And uh, I'm glad that we can actually use it for our theme.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, also, to keep things musical, it, it, the music tracks that you hear throughout the show, that when, we always try to keep things 8-bit on the Family Cast. So if you can just... A little game you can play with yourself. No prizes, just for fun. It's just to try and guess the games that uh, you hear. Because sometimes they might not be 8-bit games. They could be modern games, but with an 8-bit remix. So, uh, yeah, have fun by trying to guess what games they are. Yes. Yeah. So, that about wraps it up. So, thank you, Danny. Yeah, thank you, James. And we will see you next time, whenever that may be. Yes, later. Family Crew out.